For those people who haven't heard Szymanowski's music, uh, can you describe what they will hear the first time they hear it? Hello, you're listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. My name is John Jacob. This episode has been made in Kratowice in Poland, the home of the Polish National Radio Symphony Orchestra, the location of a relatively new concert hall, opened in 2014, the Nospa Concert Hall, and it's also where the first Karol Szymanowski music competition is being held. I've not been here for the entire competition. That has consisted of 68 competitors across five categories, piano, composition, voice, string quartets and violins. And they were picked from more than 100 applicants for the entire competition. Instead, I've been here for the violin finals, which featured six violinists uh, selected from 44 through a first stage and a second stage. So six violinists playing two concertos each on two consecutive days. Uh, I've also been here for the singers final as well. But this podcast isn't only about competitions. I've been to four this year. Uh, they are incredibly addictive things, not not because of the challenge of picking a winner or the joy of picking a winner, although that is quite enjoyable. It's more the rich opportunity you get to hear new performing talent from, from across Europe and, in some cases, uh, from across the world. But it's also a fantastic opportunity to discover new repertoire and get to know the works of composers whose music might be unfamiliar and, at the same time, get a different perspective on the concert-going experience. All that in 45 minutes, hopefully. The top line about this trip has undoubtedly been, for me, the acoustic of the hall. I'd done a bit of research beforehand. I'd looked at a PDF, but nothing had quite prepared me for the impact of the Nosper Concert Hall. 
Such experiences can stop me dead in my tracks. Fortunately, I had a guide with me to keep things moving along. Tell me, tell me how I pronounce your name, because obviously, as you will have already noticed, that I'm struggling with most Polish names. So maybe you can just tell me that first. Um, my first name and surname is quite funny because it doesn't sound very Polish. My name is Sebastian, so basically, this is very easy for all for, the, for all English for people. All. <laughs> uh, the only difference is Sebastian, or more Sebastian in German. Right. So is it Sebastian? Sebastian. Okay, Sebastian, right. Sebastian is absolutely right. Fine. And the surname is uh, Gronet. Gronet. Yeah, it sounds a little bit uh, German as well because my roots are probably there. So. Uh, well, that's one of the easier names for me to. People ask me if I am French because it really, do, do they? It, it really <laughs> sounds good in French. It's Sebastien Grenet. So yeah. It's quite <laughs> quite funny. Uh, okay. It's going to so, be easy, don't worry. Uh, so maybe we can start off with you telling me where we are. Uh, we are right now in a, a foyer of uh, SEAT, uh, the new venue of Polish National Radio Symphony Orchestra. You have just entered the venue from the main entrance. And uh, we are in this uh, interesting point which shows us some way how it was built. Because on the ground we have this line which divides two buildings. Because in fact here in this venue we have two different separated completely buildings. We have this internal building, uh, which consists only the concert hall, internal part, and the outer building, which is more for administration, for technical rooms, etc., etc. They are built on a separate uh, fundaments completely. Uh, additionally, the concert hall is uh, vibro-isolated, and uh, completely vibro-isolated. We have some kind of uh, isolation, which is um, which, hel- which helps with the v- vibrations and as well, of course, everything here in this venue is connected with the sound, with acoustics. Uh, so uh, it was very important to have some kind of a separation of the concert hall uh, because, in fact, uh, we are right now in the center of quite a big city. Uh, just next to us we have this very noisy road, one of the noisiest roads uh, routes in Katowice. So this uh, outer second building separates the concert hall from all of the noises which can come from the outside and they shouldn't obviously. Uh, The other thing is that we have a lot of noisy uh, technical machines, rooms, etc. And all of them are also separated from the concert hall because they are situated in this outer building. So this is also very, very, very nice. Uh, The thing is that uh, the architect, the main architect, Mr. Tomasz Konior, really thought about how it's going to sound from the same start. So uh, they didn't uh, try to build something which uh, looks very good from architectural point of view. And uh, they didn't care about uh, the sound. They wanted everything to be connected with the sound. And uh, there is a nice story because uh, Tomasz Konior was uh, presented to uh, Maestro Christian Zimmermann, who was uh, some kind of a positive lobbyist for this concert hall, because he really loves Katowice and the orchestra. He really wanted this very good orchestra to have such a... <coughs> a uh, good venue, a good concert hall. And uh, he decided to, to bring Tomasz Konior uh, to see, to hear the best concert halls, in opinion of Christian Zimmer, around the world. 
and they went to different concert halls and after all they decided that the best are made with uh, the company from Japan uh, who are working for more uh, acoustical engineering, which is Nagata Acoustics. Probably you are familiar with, with that company because it's quite famous. And uh, Mr. Yasuhisa Toyota was, was the one to cooperate with the architect all together from the same start to have uh, such a good uh, quality in the end. Did um, did uh, Christian Zimmerman go to London? Did he did he turn to London at all? I know that uh, they were in Suntory Hall, for example. Uh, they were in uh, Walt Disney Hall in the United States. Uh, I don't know the exact names of, of the rest, but uh, I think that they were not in London. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How very honest of it. I, I am crucial. I am crucial. But there's... This is something what I what I read. It's uh, because I I haven't been to Barbican or another concert halls in in, in London to be honest. But uh, I've read a lot of articles that there is a problem. Yeah, that there is not a very good concert hall in in London. So this is something what I what I know from from opinions from articles. Not excellent not, work. <laughs> maybe not not the Christian Zimmerman's opinion. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Right now, where would you like to take me next, sir? Uh, I, I, I would just like to to say just few words uh, about uh, the thing which is outside and inside as well. Uh-huh. Okay, just a few sentences because when you were coming here, you probably saw the the red bricks. Yes. Uh, basically, the outer facade of the building is made with those red bricks, and you have you. You, you probably see those red inside parts yes. uh, around the windows. Um, this is uh, quite uh, important because this uh, visual part of the outer uh, building uh, is rooted in specific Silesian architecture. Uh, so uh, we have this all this part of Katowice, which is Nikishovets district. And uh, it was made by uh, German owners of the coal mines for the workers. And the uh, whole, uh, whole area looks like that. We have those red bricks and red color surrounding the windows. This is very specific for Silesian architecture. And uh, architect wanted this building to be rooted, uh, you know, to be some kind of a metaphor what was happening here before. And we have also the second metaphor here inside. If you could take a look up on this big wall, dark wall of the internal building. It's like a massive salad bowl. That's what it looks like, a really uh, big salad bowl. Yeah, I'm always laughing because when I have, for example, guided uh, tours for kids here, I'm always asking, oh, what do you think? What is that? And they, oh, Star Wars. <laughs> and, and right, yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> but you know this, uh, this Star of Death or whatever? The Death Star. <laughs> the Death Star. It really looks like that. <laughs> so it's quite funny. But to be honest, the, the shape and the color collocates to the mineral, to coal itself. Because coal was, has been very important in Upper Silesia for many, many years. It is still quite important. Uh, and uh, you can see that uh, because this is a concrete mass, basically mm. colored like that in a production f- uh, stage. Uh, but you can see that the structure uh, uh, of this wall is quite specific because you can see some kind of a benches or something mm. like that. And it is also quite important because we are. Uh, I told you about it uh, before that we are right now on the former area of the coal mine. And exactly the place where 
the whole building is built on uh, was so-called wooden place because next to the coal mine you always have wooden place you have to get a lot of wood to uh, you know construct all of the corridors under the ground and uh, this is also some kind of a metaphor of what we had before and what we have right now so I think that this is uh, some kind of a nice idea uh, that uh, architect made it like that lovely where now? I think that we should enter the most beautiful part of oh. our venue, so the concert hall. It's the place with the comfortable seats. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amongst other opinions about uh, This str- Actually, before we go in the hall, this, uh, having come through this corridor twice, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this strikes me as actually quite important because you go yes, from yes, a, yes. a hall sort of environment almost into yes. a studio. I mean, you can tell by the change in the quality yeah. of the sound. That was clearly deliberate preparing yes. preparing you yes, for yes. the concert hall. Yeah, yeah, I, I should mention that, to be honest. Uh, I told you about this first stage of muting uh, from the outern. We also have the second stage of muting from the foyer. Uh, we have those big, heavy, really heavy doors and this corridor which is, uh, I don't know, fill up with a very uh, soft material which... which is just muting everything here. You can hear it with with the ears. That, that there is, it is completely different. It makes me feel like like it's time for bed. Yeah, yeah, this is very good. It's, it's gorgeous. It's lovely. Okay, onwards. Okay. Oh, look at this. Oh, isn't it the most? It's the most. Glorious treat to be the only person in a concert hall. It's so quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that was the point. Um, And the temperature is very good. (laughs) Because it's quite a hot day today in Katowice. What what is the most important thing for you about this hall? For me? Mm. Uh, I will tell you about my story of, of classical music because um, I am not a musicologist. Um, I wasn't a classical music lover before I came here to work here in the marketing department. Uh, formerly, I worked for a musical theater uh, in, in the city close to Katowice. And uh, I wasn't very into classical music. And uh, I knew that this is this concert hall is amazing. And I came here like... Uh, it was opened in October. I came here in December. And I was uh, in... It was my second day of work. I came here. But uh, without music, I was amazed, obviously, because everybody is amazed with, with how it looks like. But after all, I, I came here with my wife to, to the concert... Uh, and to be honest, it's uh, for me it's quite obvious that everybody who come here for the first time, even um, those who even I don't know doesn't like classical music, they will come here again because uh, the sound here is just amazing and it it makes you love music just like that. Uh, and after all, uh, after many, many years here, four years, uh, I can say that I'm a classical music lover right now. And it, it is not only because uh, our orchestra or the work I do, uh, but obviously because of, of the sound, because uh, in this concert hall, it really sounds different. It's not something like in at home with really good audio even. You have like 100 people uh, who are playing their instrument on the stage. 
and you are sitting because I was sitting on on the, on the second because there was no tickets available here, and I was like in the last rows with my wife, uh, and it's I know that for a fact right now that it's uh, altogether almost fifty meters from the stage, and I could hear each instrument, you know, of the solos, etc. And it was for me quite amazing because I could uh, percept uh, the whole piece with all of the details, and it was quite amazing. And the rest are just feelings. So, <laughs> no, I'd concur. Actually, I heard um, Sibelius two last night, a violin concerto, uh, and it sounded a really nerdy detail. But I've never heard the viola part in Sibelius two, <laughs> uh, and that's quite that's quite strange because actually, in that process, you realise the extent to which quite a lot of concert going experiences are quite uh, comparatively quite muddy mm-hmm. how long did it take to build uh only two years only two years only two years because there's a lot of wood in here a lot of wood a lot of concrete uh we have this combination of basically wood and concrete the concrete is for keeping the sound inside uh the concert hall all of those bl- almost black waved uh, walls are made with concrete, which is a very tough material, which helps with embracing all of the uh-huh. sound waves. And all of the uh, this dif- different structures are helping as well with embracing the sound waves in a different ways, in a different routes. And uh, the wood, the wood um, on the one hand is a nice comparison to cold concrete, warm wood. And uh, from the visual point of view, uh, it looks looks like uh, string instruments. It's close to, mm-hmm. to, to them. It's this is the this is birch. Birch is the wood for Stradivarius. So basically, the architect ah. says that he wanted every people who are coming to the concert hall to feel like the big instrument inside the concert hall. And in some way, those uh, classical good concert halls like are like instruments itself. So. This is a nice metaphor, I think, as well. Uh, what are we doing? Why are we yeah, all going, here? What are we are going, going to there. do? Uh, surprise. Uh, this is surprise. Are we going upstairs? Yes, uh, we are going with the elevator. With the ele- so I have to call Anna. Anna? Mm-hmm. She's coming with us? She would like to, to come. Okay. This is, I have to say, it's quite, it's quite nerve-wracking. I don't know that I've ever recorded anything where people are just going, oh, we're doing the surprise now? Are we, go- are we going upstairs? <laughs> and people, you know, smiling at me yeah. in a way that slightly terrifies maybe, me. Maybe we're not going to kill you. Well, <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> you didn't write anything online that you were going somewhere when you and don't know this place. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's no there's 3G, no is there? There's no service. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you say funny. <laughs> no, we are British. <laughs> you have British sense of humor. Uh, yeah, I also didn't realize that Polish sense of humor was quite so dry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mine is. <laughs> Not everybody. They actually get sarcasm. Great. <laughs> Not all of us. No. They became very serious. Is it going to be loud? Do I need to adjust my levels? No. Oh. Okay. We are going to the <laughs> the, the floor number four. Right. Uh, usually only three are available for the audience. But we are going up and up and up. <laughs> <laughs>
Somewhere do you do this for everybody? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> Only for British people this who have a tendency no. to feel quite nervous. <laughs> I was just thinking the day before yesterday. What can we do for you? Um, I do. It's probably safe. That's what you say. I have to tell. I do have. I do have a thing about heights. Did you know that? You wouldn't have known that, or maybe, maybe you did know that. Oh, where, are we, where, are we, where? Oh no! <laughs> oh, I do really have a problem with heights. You go first. So let's oh, you're going down. To do it. <gasps> Okay. Okay. No. Um, you may need to. I mean, it's running. Could you just hold that? Yes. Because I can't carry that and yeah. that. And <gasps> do you have a real problem with this? Easy on it. super. See, normally there would be a health and safety form, but. Okay. I love this <laughs> okay, so you're encouraging me. I see where we are. You know. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. That's why you got me to look up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> It's fine. It's going to be all right. It's okay. There are responsible adults with me. Okay, so somebody needs to tell me where... To, I just need to get someone to tell me where we are. Um, it's all right. I'm, I'm across this. I'm across this now. It's fine. Uh, I want you to tell it for the, for the purposes of the record. Uh, I need you to tell us where we are. So Please. we are right now on acoustic platform, uh, which is under the ceiling. So we are exactly above the stage right now. Uh, this is usually restricted area for the technica to, to the technicians, but uh, it's uh, it is available with uh, the special person. <laughs> we have this uh, technical specialist with us, Martin, uh, and we could uh, come here and see the uh, concert hall from a completely different perspective and uh, in my opinion this is one of the most interesting and uh, uh, thrilling places uh, if our in, in our venue yeah uh, yeah uh -huh. and uh, to be honest my dream is to be here during the concert sometime but probably it's not possible <laughs> yeah so i am um, i do find it very difficult <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do really. I how to say it in English? You have to vertigo. I can, but here I. No, well, clearly you don't because of the casual way that you're leaning over the over the bars. That's very rational of you. <laughs>
The surprise was a terribly touching thing to arrange and it's almost as though they knew me, although obviously if they had known me then they would have known that I don't really like heights. In fact, I hate heights. Uh, it was... I did feel quite precarious up there, it has to be said, uh, but... But still, it was it was thrilling to be able to see see the hall from that bizarre perspective, uh, and it, it it wasn't anywhere near as shaky as it looked when I started clambering down the ladder. Keep an ear out throughout this podcast for snippets from rehearsals and concerts recorded on various devices I've had with me during my three days in Katowice. It won't be broadcast quality. I'm not claiming that by any means. But given how modest the equipment is that I use, I'm hoping you'll get a sense of why this this acoustic is so incredibly powerful and why I, along with various other people I've spoken to over the past few days, speak so highly of the place. When I hear the music in the hall with an audience, I hear clarity and detail and I hear warmth in a way that actually I don't think that I've ever heard before. I know that there are plenty of other locations which I ought to be going to before I start waxing lyrical about one in particular. But do not underestimate the power that a beautiful acoustic can have on your appreciation of the music that you're listening to and also the emotional impact that that music will have on you in that very acoustic. My impressions of particular works have been shaped solely on the acoustic experience that I've had during this trip and that that's really really powerful Is Martin Majkowski. You're Martin? Yeah. Oh, oh, fine. Okay, well then that's really straightforward, isn't it? So the reason I want to speak to you is because I understand from your PR department that you know a lot about Szymanowski? Szymanowski. Uh, okay, so that's the first thing you've created, is, is Szymanowski. Szymanowski, yeah. Okay. Um, why Let's is say, yeah, because I'm a musicologist, so, yes, yes, yes. So, so I should know something about Karol Szymanowski's uh, yes. works. And, uh, that's why we're talking yeah. to each other. And the thing that I want to know is, first of all, why is it that he's not very widely known? 
Oh, you think so? Uh, I, I thought that. Uh, I mean, that's my in, assumption. In the UK, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, really well known, better known than, f- for example, thirty or forty years ago, uh, because. Uh, uh, English con- conductors and um, let's say Anglo-Saxon uh, musicians uh, used to record and and uh, perform his works. For example, Sir Simon Rattle recorded uh, uh, his uh, uh, only not not only his his greatest opera, King Roger, uh, at the end of eighties or, or beginning of nineties, uh, with uh, Thomas Hampson and some Polish. Uh, uh, singers, uh, it was uh, done for EMI recording r- record label. What yeah. do you What do you think uh, attracted but, uh, people thirty yes. or forty years ago to his work? Because yes. presumably uh, before then he but, wasn't very well known. But if you're asking me about uh, the pop- popularity of uh, of Karol Szymanowski's works, uh, the another example is, uh, for example, Pierre Boulez, who who mm, who moved to his music in his early activi- uh, late activity i mean a uh, few years ago uh, a f- few years before death uh, he recorded the third symphony by karol szymanowski and uh, his first violin concerto with wiener philharmoniker and he realized that his music is uh, very interesting for him and very unique uh, in um, in the perspective of, of uh, uh, Europe uh, and of uh, music history of music of Europe, because uh, f- for him was uh, uh, Boulez said that uh, for him his music is m- more important than, for example, Prokofiev. So I know that uh, if we say something, uh, we Poles say something, uh, you can say, oh, you are crazy about your history of music and something like that. And, no, no, and no, no, I would never say that. That would yeah, seem a but, terribly rude thing to do. But, uh, <laughs> uh, he, Even for me. Yeah, uh, he, he, his, his output is interesting because uh, he's a bridge between uh, a 19th century tradition of Polish culture, of Polish musical culture, and the modern one. He's the most important composer for us uh, between Frederick Chopin and Witold Lutosławski in the, in the second half of 20th century. So you can imagine that uh, his, uh, his output uh, first was uh, very close to, for example, Chopin uh, works and Scriabin, very early Scriabin. And then uh, very close to because he, he, he was really involved in in, in a German uh, tradition. Uh, I mean Richard, Richard Strauss and Richard Wagner music, and his uh, his early his peri- first period is is really uh, connected with uh, with that uh, part of history of European music. The second one, for example, f- for me the, the the most important and and most unique is um, is a work m- like. Uh, from the one hand, uh, the opera King Roger, and for example, the myths for for uh, violin and piano, this this, this uh, violin viol- violin uh, cycle, uh, triptych, uh, 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 three works, a fountain of Aretusa, Adriade, and the Pan, and uh, uh, and uh, Narcissus, uh, and for example, the, such cycles like masks and metops for piano solo. Uh, and o- of course the, the songs, uh, songs by Karol Szymanowski. Everything is connected with uh, ancient tradition, ancient culture, uh, Greek and uh, and Roman, and even the the, the culture of uh, of the Mediterranean Sea, uh, connecting with uh, uh, old uh, Arabic tradition. Uh, 
because uh, he made a few uh, a few trips uh, to the Mediterranean area before the First uh, World War, and that attracted him. And the ancient philosophy, that tradition, and that feeling of life, which uh, w- which was uh, important uh, f- for him and uh, and for, for for his creativity, so he made a kind of uh, new language, new, his new musical language, which is quite close to uh, to. French impressionism, but in, it isn't the same. It's 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 really different and uh, very individual. Uh, I heard it last yeah. night in a in the concert last night. I heard that sort of Debussy-like material, almost in a really intense way, yes. almost sort of yeah. almost contorted and with a hint of menace about it. Whereas Debussy doesn't have that. Uh, Debussy for me is is all beauty. Uh, whereas what I heard, there were flashes of this could all go... I don't mean the performance could all go horribly wrong, but certainly the picture that he was painting was suggesting we're teetering on the edge. Mm. Um, the, the, similarity, the, the, the similarity between Debussy and, uh, and uh, Szymanowski is quite uh, interesting, but uh, if you compare, uh, for example, Debussy music and Szymanowski music, uh, Debussy seems to me uh, more colder than him. His music is uh, really, uh, uh, especially the first violin concerto, for example, or, or, or the opera King Roger, or, 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 or the works I, I mentioned, uh, more, uh, let's say, erotic or something okay. like that. Yeah, we can say that. We can say that, and you have, and that's fine. Y- you have uh, such feeling uh, beneath, uh, b- in, in, in the... In the in the basement, let's say, of uh, of these works, uh, that you cannot uh, tell it uh, in 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 words, but uh, it it really exists there, and it is also connected, probably, with uh, with uh, uh, Szymanowski's um, how to how to say it? I, I don't remember the work the word. Uh, uh, Sebastian, you have to help me. Uh, with his orientation, because he realized uh, that he was gay guy, oh, okay. and uh, and uh, during these uh, trips to to Mediterranean Sea, to, to Sicily and uh, and North Africa, uh, he was he was able to 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 feel to to, to fulfill his uh, his. Um, mm, where, he came to ter- where he came to terms with his sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So that's the, the, the most important. And the third period of his, uh, of his c- creation life, uh, after the, the Poland became an independent country in 1918, um, was connected with the uh, idea of creating an, a national language, a national modern language of music. So, uh, for example, such works like a uh, song cycle called Słopiewnie or... Uh, Second uh, uh, string quartet, uh, uh, and uh, for example, Stabat Mater is connecting with, uh, and also the mazurkas for piano, uh, which which are, and and ballet harnasie, which is connected with uh, uh, Polish folk music uh, of Tatra mountains. That was uh, an idea of using the folklore 
like Chopin did, but different way, with different, uh, uh, with different modern uh, approach to the music, no, not uh, quotations, if, if it is clear, to create uh, an original uh, thinking and original uh, language of, uh, of Polish modern music. Speaking to the finalists, three of them are pianist and two violinists, helped clarify some of my own thinking on where my focus lies in terms of blogging and podcasting about classical music. Their work, their development, is perhaps the best place to discover classical music, it seems to me. An experience in parallel with them as they deepen their appreciation through training of the art form. Surely by discovering an art form in parallel with them, we invest in those performers whose careers are about to be embarked upon. That way we develop a closer relationship with the people who are seeking to move us with their music making. We support and celebrate them in the first steps of their professional careers because they will inspire the next generation more convincingly and more successfully than perhaps those of an older generation or those of my generation, just by virtue of the fact that they are closer in age to them. I'm Maya Horvat, I'm from Slovenia, and I'm here because I don't really know. It's just because Szymanowski is one of my favourite composers, and I think I can achieve something here. What sort of thing, aside from winning, yeah. <laughs> aside from winning, what, what, are you, what are you wanting to achieve? Well, for me, the first... Um, the goal was to get accepted in the competition. It was my sister's wedding day and I saw the list of the participants and I was like, wow, I'm in. Practice now. And then I got here, didn't expect anything and now I'm in the final. So I'm already above what I was planning to achieve. I'm playing with orchestra and it's, it's a dream come true. Do you mean that you applied for this competition in order to avoid your sister's wedding day? No, I found out that I'm in on Sister's Wedding uh, Day. But right, 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 right. if I didn't get in, I probably would have ruined the wedding. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm glad that we clarified that, because I was a bit alarmed to begin with. Um, what is it about uh, Szymanowski's music which really appeals to you? I come to it new, and I hear his music in a certain way, uh, but I'm wondering whether that tallies with what you love. So mm. I want to hear what you love about Szymanowski's music. I love all the colours that I can achieve with his choice of harmonies and notes and it just makes me feel stuff that other composers don't make me feel. It's, it's more complicated in what this music does to me. Um, but yeah, it's not just happy or sad. It's, it goes so much deeper and I love that because I don't really know what it is but it makes me do things on the violin that other composers don't require because this music is just so complex uh, for me Szymanowski always uh, always been um, a very important person even a composer it was like um, I, I, I've considered that composer like one of the biggest one it was natural for me. And I was, uh, a year ago, about, I was in Rome with a recital, and I've played their uh, variations in uh, B-flat minor, Opus 3, uh, Beszmanowski. And then after, after this recital, uh, a lot of people came to me and asked, what was that? 
great piece, but I don't know the composer. So it was like very, I was shocked at, at the time. And that uh, I've realized, uh, realized that he's, he's not so famous in the world. And that's, that, that's why I think it's a very important idea to uh, develop this music, to make, uh, make this music uh, a little bit more famous because it's a uh, great music and it deserves to be famous. Uh, my name is Sulamita, I'm from Milenia Gura, so I came to Katowice to study here. Uh, I'm a violinist. Hmm. I'm thinking right now about the beginning of uh, the first violin concerto and I think it's like, you know, the sound of spring when everything is starting to get a new life and everything is vibrating and the air is vibrating and it's such a lively music, you know. I mean that every every note he he got there is like is like a sign of something. Every note is very important. Chopin was, you know, the god of uh, pian uh, piano, and Szymanowski, I think, is the god of of the sounds in general. He he invented such a beautiful language of music, and when people will appreciate it, I think he will become more and more important. At one point during the concerto, uh, the music reached climax, and your the expression on your face was, "We've got to the point that I've really been looking for, <laughs> d d looking forward to." Am I am I right about that? Because it was quite that was uh, that was quite a key moment. Yeah. D describe where that is in the music. I yeah. obviously didn't imagine it. <laughs> Have I embarrassed you? I hope I'm no. I'm just so happy because I feel it now. It just makes my body curl up and a ball. Just what what makes me feel when, you know, I'm so little on stage and I'm just wearing my little white fairy dress. It's and, not little though. <laughs> yeah, but you know, are, are you calling me fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! No, I mean it's long. I mean it's long. Oh, I know, God. I know. <laughs> in, the, in this huge hall, you know, there's a hundred people behind me, and I'm playing these soft notes, and then the, the orchestra's just this 
big hug of sound behind me and it's there for me and I'm playing with them and the conductor and just I, I couldn't stop smiling yeah. you know I thought on stage oh maybe they'll think I'm weird or something but it's so, sometimes when I play especially Shimanovsky it's just I just can't stop smiling so what thinking about that moment what was that emotion was it that what is the word that describes that emotion there's three words oh my god <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that he's in the shadow of Chopin yes for sure I think so uh, Chopin is uh, one of the most famous composer ever and uh, he has a very 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 big competition in, in Warsaw so it was like natural that Poland is a Chopin and Chopin is a Poland and maybe is it true that uh, Szymanowski is in the shadow of, of Chopin music Elgar sometimes does for me? Does it sort of stir a sense of pride in one's own national identity? Not all Elgar does that, but... I mean, I think it's, you know, like, with him it's... Uh, of course, as, 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 you know, Paul, uh, Paul's, I am proud of it, but at the same time I think this, this music is so good that it's almost like it's got its place, and now I think it does, in this kind of... Um, in the place of the music history we all kind of share and of course Elgar is also that kind of universal place so my, my I don't know I just I don't think about him as kind of in a kind of nationalistic way of that he's Polish and I'm so proud I'm just so proud that somebody brought such a beautiful music really enjoyed my time out in Poland. I adore the travel, I adore the opportunities that are afforded me to do this kind of thing and I'm always appreciative of, of the generosity of others in making all of this happen. It is always a treat to be welcomed so warmly by people and given the access that I have to meet so many different people and form an impression of uh, something that I love from a slightly different perspective. So I have many people to thank, few of whose names I can pronounce, and because of that I'm, I'm not even going to try. I'll perhaps just try privately. Not everything needs to be podcasted after all. Details of all the music that you've heard in this podcast are included in the show notes on the Thoroughly Good blog. Please rate, like, share, and tell all of your friends about the Thoroughly Good podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and Audioboom. There's also a blog at thoroughlygood.me. Uh, there's also a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Message me at thoroughlygood on Twitter or email john.jacob at thoroughlygood.me. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>